Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording live from our downtown Denver studios with my producer and main man, Mr. Jay Winston. What's going on, brother? Another day, another dollar, man. I'm out here uh, making it happen. Uh, let me see, what, what is going on in my life? Uh, still listening to NBA. Pretty depressed about that. I'm surprised you're holding up so well. Man, I'm, I need to see somebody get dunked on stack. I can do that. Like you just you get on the court, man. I'll, I'll, I'll mess around and get a triple-double, you know? You don't know that. All right, let's go. Cool. We'll deal with that later. All right, let, let's, get, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Listen, uh, this is going to be a bit of a foreshadow to our guest on the show today. And before we introduce her, um, you know, I want to go over this. The Washington Post did an article that said, what's the most significant action a seller can take? What do you think they came up with, Jonathan? What was the, the leading thing the Washington Post said you could do to a house to help get it sold? I love that. You're, love you're a little biased because you're a real estate agent, so I guess that is a factor, but uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. You know what they came up with? Staging. They said staging is what a leading thing a seller could do to improve the, the condition and saleability of a home was to do staging. So that's a little bit of foreshadowing. I'm going to post the article so you can go into it. But really, I want to get to our, our guest today, which happens to be my favorite coaching client I've ever had. And also, she did such a great job in coaching that I married her, my lovely wife, Mrs. Laura Corum. How are you, babe? It is awesome to have you on the show. I know you get to listen to me rehearse the show and practice all the time. Nice to have you finally join the show. Are you excited? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're excited to have you. Excited. The... <laughs> Actually, Jonathan, I kind of wanted to talk about your dating life. Some... Ooh, okay. L later. Okay. We'll get yeah, another. Guys, again, wait for that dating. Another show, perhaps. Okay. Listen, uh, the reason I want to have Laura on the show, I foreshadowed it a little bit um, with, the, um, with the article that we have posted from the Washington Post, but Laura is not only you know, my favorite coaching student in the foreclosure aspect. We, we met years ago. She's been a real estate agent for years, a lot of success. She's really good at what she does, but her claim to fame and really where she nails it is the interior design and staging piece of it. And I got to tell you, I was flipping houses for years prior to meeting my lovely wife and never getting the effectiveness I was getting, because I'll be honest with you, I look at a room and I go, walls, floor, windows, paint, check, and we're back on the market. And it worked. But suddenly, when I brought Laura into the mix and she started doing interior design and staging of the properties, we started seeing an instant increase in the prices we were getting for houses and a huge decrease in the amount of time we spent on market. So, Laura, how about some background? I mean, how did you get started in real estate? I know we're married. I know all this stuff. But tell the people, you know, how you kind of got going in the real estate marketplace. Um. 
a girlfriend of mine, I was coming home with checks for five grand, six grand, 15 grand. I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I, I, I'm going to school. I know that the most I'm ever going to make in international business is maybe a hundred grand. And this girl, we're 22 years old, and she's coming home with these checks that are massive, at least for my age at the time. And I'm thinking, why am I going to school and not going to make anything at the end of the day? Why not get my real estate license? So that's how I got into it. And so you've been licensed without, without revealing your age here. How long have you been a licensed agent? Twenty years. She looks, she looks great for being an agent for twenty years. Let me tell you. Like I'm again, I'm a little biased because I married her, but I got to tell you, she looks great for being in the business for twenty years. So here we are now. You've been an agent for multiple years. What was the transition for you to go from being an agent to going into real estate investing? Besides, obviously having the greatest coach that ever lived to help you out. Like what? what besides that <laughs> catalyst, what what propelled you into it? <laughs> See, that's good. See, I didn't, I didn't pay her for that. That, that. that was actually all natural. We didn't set that up at all, right? Free. The, the, the coaching was free. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, yeah, free, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> there's a high cost on coaching in this case, and we both pay for it every single day. I love you, honey. All right. But I bring it up because when you're getting into coaching, and today is a, it's a methodology show because the, the title of the show is going to be to stage or not to stage. That is the question, okay? And there's going to be two schools of thought because school of thought number one is the market is red hot in most places. Even with what's going on with coronavirus and whatnot, it doesn't make a ton of sense to have to reduce your days on market if stuff is selling super fast. Am I right? You're correct. So why stage? Why, why go through the hassle of moving all this furniture and putting all this stuff into it if the house is going to sell anyway? What benefits have you seen to staging versus non-staging? So I think what happens is when you walk into a home and it's empty, it just feels cold. And you have your buyer, you know, your buyer's looking, they're looking at the home from a place of their heart, not empty walls and coldness. I, I wouldn't know how to say Sure, I understand. So basically, I think when you walk into a home, you want to feel like you're in a home and you can see it as a home for yourself. And I think what staging does is it, it, it helps it, it helps that property become a home, at least in their minds, as well as, you know, how they can perceive it from, you know, having their own furniture and their own life within that home. So I think to me, staging is, is important And I, I got to echo that sentiment because, again, I don't get staging at all because I'm a dude, right? And at the end of the day, like, it, it makes no sense to me. But I will say that, you know, when we were – I got out of a very messy divorce. Some of you guys already know my story. But I had this beautiful home in, in North Colorado Springs, right? But, it, you know, when you go through something as emotional as a divorce and whatnot, even the, the furnishings weren't great prior to that. But, like, e even just moving in had a lot of negative connotation to it to the point where I just wanted to sell the house. Like, I wanted to part with it. Okay, but my, my new girlfriend at the time, but now wife, took a look at this property and over the span of a surprisingly short amount of time turned this structure into a home that to this day I don't want to part with, right? And I don't get attached to real estate, right? I do this for a living. So for me, they come and they go. But to this day, it's one of my favorite homes of the world because it just feels that way. And I know for certain it would sell for way more than a vacant house in the equivalent would sell. 
right? So we, we get that effect on every single one of the remodels that we do. But Lord, tell me about, like, you, you set a pretty lofty goal for flips here in 2020. How many houses are you planning to do this year? You're going to try to hit 50 flips in 2020. Okay, that's uh, it's because my, my real estate coach, he's kind of crazy too. Man, that coach just pushes people like a crack in the whip. He's a tyrant. So here we are taking on 50 deals. So if you're going to take on 50 deals, you've got to have a system for everything. So who do you have on your staff right now? Because we're, we're going to lead up to the staging part and what the part that you do. But how is 50 flips possible? Because there's no way one person could do 50 flips in a year. That, that's insane. So who do you have on your team that makes that possible? You've got a lot of people working for you on the construction side. What else internally, though? What do you have team-wise? We have an electrician. We have a tile guy. Everyone we need. I guess I'm looking for, like, the administrative side. Like, you have an operations manager. I guess I'm like, operations, and she's amazing. And okay, so you got your operations manager. You've got a retail team. Yes. And we, we have to have a retail team or else we wouldn't be buying homes. That's right. So you need somebody to help you acquire, right? So you got an acquisition specialist. You've got your operations team. And obviously, guys, I know the inner workings of how the team works. I help to set it up, right? And when you go with my full-fledged coaching package, we're going to go into detail on how to set it up. But the point here is, is everybody's got a strength inside of the real estate investing world. Everybody's got something that they're really good at. My forte, when I was actively doing flips full-time, I don't do that anymore because my, my lovely wife runs the entire operation and team. My forte was acquisition, okay, finding the deals. And I talk all the time on the four Fs of foreclosure, how finding is important, but it's also, for me, the most fun, right? But you don't enjoy finding the houses as much, right? No, not Right? So that's not, not the forte. So you've got finding Right? The next step of it is funding the deal. Right? And you've got lender partners and private money and all the people you've coordinated relationships with to make funding the deal a possibility. Are you using your own money for very many of these deals? Not very much, but yes, I've done one. With your own cash, right? Yes. Right. So out of the 50, the one, that's not a big deal, right? So you've got to have funding set up, right? And then you're working on fixing it. You talked about your contractor teams and et cetera. And I swear to you guys, if you ever get the pleasure, this is an open invite, come out and watch Laura work with contractors for a while, okay? No. <laughs> Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payments to the credit bureau. We partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about rent reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. 
you're going to see some grown men crying, like grown men laying on the floor in tears is what you're going to experience if you ever get to see Laura in action. I find it... <laughs> she, does, she has that she's double-sided, because right? like sometimes she's like really sweet, sometimes, you know? Yes, we all do, honey. Um, all right, so moving on. <laughs> Because you want to keep breathing. But contractors cower in Laura's, in Laura's presence because she's good at what she does. She has a very tight time frame that she runs. And, and what's an average days between getting started and finishing a flip? What, do you, what are you targeting? Oh, boy. But it, I guess it always depends on the square footage of the house and how much work you have. I mean, right now I'm working on a 6,200 square foot mini mansion. Uh, no, that's full-fledged mansion. That's not mini. That, right. that, that's a mansion. We're two months in. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but on the smaller ones, though, we're generally targeting seven to 10 days, right? And that, that's a lot of work to get a house from ugly to pretty in seven to 10 days, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think if you have it all it's, it, within a system, you can get it done fairly quickly. Now, if you don't have a system and you're just kind of throwing stuff out, then yeah, it could take forever. So what do you use for a system? Do you have a project management software that you like to use, or what, what, what keeps that system organized? I know you don't deal with it every day. Operations really uses it, but you have Trello for operations. We have a communication software, Slack, right? We use that. What other applications are you using pretty consistently? I mean, I, I, I do like having the system. However, at the beginning, it's, it's not that simple. <laughs> and, and I think what happens is you kind of have to know what comes first, right? You're going to do paint before carpet, right? You're not going to put in carpet and then start painting the house. Right. So order of operations is important. Correct. Um, I mean, I've done uh, different things. I mean, uh, we've gone as far as Excel, putting it together by ourselves. But, sure. Um, I think it's best to use an actual program that, a building program that manages these products. Yeah, I love that. And, and so all of this is building up to you're trying to get an ugly house become pretty. And then the question that we started, we, we opened this discussion is to stage or not to stage. And that's kind of your favorite part, right? You enjoy putting the house together and making it, it, making it pretty the most. Is that right? Right. Here's another point about staging. It's not just making it feel like a home and making it look pretty. It also, in a way, I mean, you're taking houses, really, really old houses, and a lot of them have Yes. So that's why I also feel it's important that that staging is not just to make it feel like a home, but it's also important to make it look like a model home that somebody would actually want to live in. And like I said, it hides some of the imperfections of an older home. Yeah, and that's the reality is no house is perfect, right? But I'm, I like that you said model home because if you've ever walked into a model home, then you, you've been in what Laura does with her own flair upon it. But see, the thing about a model home is you're focusing on the forty dollars or $50,000 worth of furniture that's in that house, not the house itself, right? I was in new builds for years, and the model looked drastically different than the actual product, right? So we're flipping these houses. We're adding paint. We're adding carpet. We're doing all those things. But then Laura comes in, and the knickknack 
knickknacks and the furniture and the couch and the chairs and everything that makes us feel like an actual operational house comes in. And I really think that's been the coup de grace on why things have sold so quickly and why we're getting top dollar for all of our properties, you know? So one of the things, obviously we want to add in, this is a methodology show, right? So to stage or not to stage, well, you can get staging done in person by hiring a staging company like Laura does. She does staging for other people as well. I'm certain she'd be happy to consult with you on that. If you got some interest, reach out on foreclosuredealscoach.com and yeah, just, just mention you'd like to get some insight from Laura on staging. She's got some great materials out there that she can help you out with that. But I think the answer is pretty clear. To stage or not to stage, your vote is to stage. Am I right? Absolutely, 100%. Yes. yes. So always stage. Always stage. Because staging is going to net you more money for the property always. in less time. And in a lot of cases, we're getting over asking price. Like we have one we're working on right now, the Moonbeam property, right? We listed the property at $285,000, okay? And that, the thought process, obviously, if you listed at that, that's what we believed it was worth. Painted, carpeted, nice appliances, all the stuff that Laura doesn't design to get an ugly house be pretty, but then we staged it. Right? We put in furnishing, couches, and, and, and love seats, and just made it feel like home. That house went for 300 grand. That's 15,000 ahead of asking price, okay? Which basically paid for all the furniture we put inside of that property, didn't it? What do you what do you think you have in total investment? I know you've got a lot of houses going with 50. What do you think you spent I probably don't want to know because it, it came out of a a joint account. Let's not talk about that. Okay. You know. What have you invested overall do you think in staging furniture? Wow. Thanks. That's that's helpful. That's really helpful, Jonathan. Thanks. But it's also <laughs> important that you have a really good moving company that doesn't break your furniture because a lot of it has been replaced. So that's another reason why. And does the level of furniture, does it go up in the level of house? I mean, you mentioned we're working on a 6,200 square foot house. Did you spend more on the staging furniture on this property? neighborhood you're in. If you're in a million dollar house, you don't want to put cheapy, you know, furniture in it. Right. You, you want to see it in line with what it's working at, right? Does it make sense to buy it or rent it? I know a lot, a lot of staging services out there. I mean, obviously we bought ours because we do a lot of them, but how's the difference in cost between buying and renting? Honestly, I, I've never felt that it was worth renting it, but that's just me because I can use the same furniture in all of my houses. I think renting it is, I mean, it's not that profitable, I don't think, because especially with what I do and how much furniture I put in a house, I mean, I would be paying probably three, four grand a month just to rent sure. the, the amount of furniture that I need. Absolutely. So. But you're the exception. Obviously, doing 50 flips in a year is pretty rare. So, I mean, I think a lot of people, it really is going to depend on case-by-case basis. But I'm with you. If you're going to take this foreclosure investing thing seriously long-term, it makes sense to over time. Obviously, you didn't spend 100 grand on furniture in a week, right? right. You did it over the years. Right. Well, I would start investing in furniture. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rent it out. I just think it would be a waste of money. So, for a basic single-family home, what do you think you're spending, uh, I mean, one house? What? Yeah, what's that running? Okay. 
right? So you've got a $5,000 investment in the property that now moves from property to property, so you're saving a lot of them. One thing you'll notice about Lawrence Society is they all, they all look very similar, right? You're taking different houses, but you're putting this gorgeous design in multiple houses, so I think the investment pays for itself in one or two deals, right? It does, and I also think that, you know, I don't like to reinvent the wheel, so you want to stick with your color scheme, um, I also think, you know, model homes, they're model homes for a reason, right? They, they, they keep the same color scheme. It's what's in. You always want to stay with what's in and keep it simple, but pretty. I love it. Hey, listen, we're going to wrap up. We're pretty close to the end of our time frame today. Hey, I want to thank you for coming on, honey. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Really appreciate it. I was trying to pawn my guys off, man. I'm yeah. telling you, it's awesome. Hey, there you go. <laughs> um, hey, listen, thank you for coming to the show. I appreciate it. And guys, to stage or not to stage? Well, the answer is obviously yes. You know, if you're going to take this. Uh, foreclosure investing things seriously you're going to sell the properties in the back end or you're going to rent it whatever your exit strategy is the best you can make the property look is worth the investment now if you're just going to do onesie twosie stuff maybe spending five grand doesn't make sense but if you're going to be doing this long term and you want to be a full-time foreclosure investor like laura is targeting 50 deals this year i really we wrap up the uh the red tail property the big one will you come back on and tell people how that one went I'd appreciate it. She doesn't, she doesn't really have a choice. I, that was more rhetorical than anything. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, hey, look, we appreciate it. To stage or not to stage, absolutely get staging. If you want some help with that, Laura makes herself very available on LinkedIn. Reach out to her, Laura Corum. You can get some advice on staging. Send her pictures of rooms. She loves helping people remodel stuff. So I'm sure she'd be honored to help you out and give you some ideas on what you can do with your staging. In the meantime, you got to get started. This is part of the methodology that makes foreclosure investing work. I had to figure it out on my own. I've been a foreclosure specialist for almost 20 years, and it wasn't until I partnered in life and in business with a professional stager that I really understood the value of this, and you will too. Just try it once. When you're doing a property, whatever your exit strategy is, take the time to really put some work into interior design. It blew me away as to the results, and I'm certain you'll get great results too. With that, this is Donnie Corum reminding you one as and always, don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.